I've had all the hope burned out of me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Reserve that line for the title of the show. (laughs) What? I'm like Ian. I've had all the hope burned out of me. (laughs) Yes. I empathize with that on many levels, Grinch. (laughs) Yeah, I was doing some pre-show reading. Mm. And to Grinch's point, even even reading just some 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 stories on NPR to pass the time, all the hope just drained out of my body. I did not realize that Trump's crime spree had made its way to the Supreme Court and it was going to end in a five four decision not to allow Congress to do anything ever again. Right. Yeah. Oh, I must have missed that because I got Howard Stern on my Sirius XM and I've just been listening to that all week. <laughs> That's a treat, though. Yeah, that's probably why I'm just like, I don't even know what we're going to talk about this week. (laughs) (laughs) So what is he talking about? Uh, Well, the whole reason was is that he did go off the rails on Trump at one point. I guess he's been keeping pretty quiet about it. And he's just kind of like, he goes, I can't take this shit with the disinfectant. He's like, you're going to vote for the guy who told you to drink fucking disinfectant? And he's just been going (laughs) off on that the whole time. (laughs) <laughs> and people call up and they're like, yeah, there's fake news. And he's like, fuck you. If you tell me the New York Times is fake news, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Howard Stern is a lot of things, but an idiot isn't one of them. No. I think he's his. I, I think older Howard probably would have been on this sooner. But, you know, he's trying. I mean, meanwhile, while he's saying this, he's like, I like Donald as a guy. He's like, I like him. But this is crazy. and I'm not voting for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, being entertained by somebody that, you know, throws money at you and parties is one thing, but having him as your president is entirely <laughs> different. Pretty much exactly what he says. He's like, he's a great radio host. He goes, so is High Pitch Eric, but I don't want him to be fucking president. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, episode 194 for Tuesday, May 12th, 2020. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, religious nonsense, and we give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can go to our Patreon page and sign up, and you can chat with us live as we record on Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, If you can't do that, you can still post something to our Facebook page or tweet us at ProfaneArg. This week, we'll be talking about you can't put Jesus in a bag like you can't put baby in the corner. Hmm? I've seen that movie. It's an actual headline. <laughs> but first, before we get there, um, I wanted to start with something that I, I completely, I don't know, forgot to mention. I don't know how I missed it last week. But there was there's a, a, a guy, Mubarak Bala, uh, in Nigeria. He was a leader of an atheist group in Nigeria, a humanist group. Um, he has been imprisoned and... I'm, I'm assuming that right off the bat, the response will be, well, yeah, he's in Nigeria. And, well, you know, what do, what do you expect running an atheist group there? However, the the way he was arrested and imprisoned is actually, it kind of makes it worse. He supposedly posted things on Facebook that people took offense to. People put up a petition and had 
a like a grassroots movement to get him arrested. And the authorities' reaction to this was to say, oh, well, yeah, obviously we should arrest him. Hmm. And now there there has since been another petition to get his uh, Facebook account closed and shut down uh, and to disband the humanist group. It's really kind of just bad developments. I mean, again, it's Nigeria, so do we really expect a Muslim-majority country to be able to be accepting of people? Well, while that's true, um, I can imagine um, if... So if Trump said, I would like to um, have Bill Gates arrested and hung from a tree in Alabama, I want you to my followers to go find him, grab him, and, and do that. How many of them do you think would rush to do that? 85%. Yeah, exactly. So this is not something unique to there. It's, you, you can't leave policing and, you know, to, to the, the populace because they're a bunch of idiots. Right, right. Now, in this case, they were arrested by – he was arrested by the police. And mm. one uh, official actually said that it was because they were trying to prevent anything else from happening to him. Probably wise. <laughs> um, but I'm not sure I really buy that because they mm. are planning on actually charging him with blasphemy. So, I, yeah, it's just a bad situation all around. Do they even bother with courts and shit like that? Or do they – I'm like, how far do they fake it is what I'm really asking. Uh, as far as I am aware, they – there is no – I mean, it's a legitimate, you know, process. I, I certainly am not 100% familiar with the law rules in yeah. Nigeria, but – and another thing I did want to mention, the, the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, we, we have jokingly talked about them quite a bit. Tony Perkins is in charge of it. We've talked about him and his religious bullshit attitude. Uh, it, it, they're completely pro-Christian kind of movement. However, they actually did come out and say uh, they condemned uh, Mubarak's arrest. So, you know, I'll give them credit where, where it's due. That that's a good job. Hmm. Is the version of it here? Uh, Trump tweets out like, "I think Michael Flynn's case should be thrown out." It's <laughs> just my opinion, and then Bill Barr throws the case out. I don't know because I don't know that it came from any place. Like if it started with any place in power, as opposed to you know Trump doing it. In this case, it was just uh, you know local oh, religious yeah, I guess you're groups. Right. Yeah. So in any what? case, it's it's you know it's another case of. Uh, Atheists being highly, I mean, just not just persecuted, but not the way that we think about it in this country, but actual mm. being arrested and charged with, you know, a fake crime because blasphemy doesn't actually hurt anybody. I can't express this enough to these people. Really try living your life not giving a shit about what eight people say, and it is blissfully great. <laughs> mm. Just not giving a fuck. Don't concern yourself with the beliefs of others. Yeah. And um, should also mention hashtag free Mubarak Bala is a thing in Twitter. So go there, push your face, be public about your atheism. Oh, nothing else. Even if you're not an atheist, be public about mm, the fact that this true. guy shouldn't be imprisoned. Freedom of religion, actual freedom of religion. Or from. Uh, moving over to Facebook, which apparently right now is having some internet difficulties, so that's that's interesting. Um, uh, now, you know what? I'm having internet problems now, too. Yeah. Mm. What is yeah. going on? Are they preparing us? <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with being quarantined as long as I have the internet. 
Facebook, however, has taken a good step. They have begin uh, they have begun removing QAnon fringe conspiracy groups. So yay, finally! I've uh, seen a lot of bitching this week about that. Oh really? I say hmm. Q QAnon's not fringe conspiracy. That's mainstream conspiracy. <laughs> Well, I guess yes. it's it's QAnon fringe conspiracy groups. So it's the fringe conspiracy part of QAnon that they're removing. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but no, it looks it does look like QAnon. I, I your statement, I think, is absolutely correct. They're removing QAnon groups from Facebook because of the false information they've been distributing. So again, gotta give them a little shout out when they they do something good. Yeah, and positive people, reinforcement. And people need to understand: Facebook is not going outside your house and shouting at the top of your lungs. You're allowed to do that, right? Mm. Is a private group. They are not infringing on your rights, you fucking morons. <laughs> but I think the overall misinformation conspiracy bullshit has hopefully reached a peak this week. I mean, uh, maybe not. But <laughs> I have received multiple messages on people's facebook pages about this pandemic um i don't know how far how familiar you are with this they they call it a documentary i have not watched it so i can't say too much about it but my understanding is it was put together by a bunch of anti-vax groups Mm. in order to promote this woman uh judy mikovitz yes and my understanding is like the first third of it is all about her and it's all to try and get you familiar with her Mm. and then it uses her and her idiocy idiotic statements to promote the idea that uh the pandemic is not real it's a complete hoax uh fauci is a plant i don't i don't know what all goes into again i haven't watched it a plant for the last 50 years right impressive that's a long war (laughs) Also, kind of a lame plan, because it's not like it's a monstrous plague wiping everybody out. Yeah. Well, it's, the idea is that the hoax is just enough to get you so you're okay with people taking away your rights. What rights? <laughs> uh, they want a completely uh, national-sponsored healthcare system controlled by, and again, oh, I don't know if this is part of pandemic, but I'm assuming, controlled by Bill Gates. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting that Bill Gates is behind all this all of a sudden. I- right. <laughs> right. He's not behind all of it, but he is he's a major player. Yes, he certainly is. I've seen a lot of anti-Bill Gates shit. I don't understand people. I need a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Again, as far as lockdowns go, I am still allowed to leave my house pretty much anytime I want. Anytime I want. Right. Yeah. Well, it, it's the, the weird infringement of freedom fixation that people have you're not allowed to go into stores without wearing a bandana over your face i mean really is that infringing on your freedom that much and but for some of them it is it's a bizarre it's a fucking minor inconvenience yeah slippery slope (laughs) it's a mask i I think they are using the the slippery slope argument i'm sure they are If, Mm. if we can get you comfortable with this then we can take the next step we can get you comfortable with that, then we can take the next step. And oh, uh, yeah, I don't, oh, I don't think I haven't seen too much about Bill Gates masterminding this. But I think what part of what the documentary goes into is the reason that they. Well, one of the things it went into, at least that I watched, was one of the reasons that uh, Fauci squashed 
uh, hydrochloroquine and, hmm. and and then got Bill Gates on board is because hydrochloroquine is, uh, you know, on the list of essential medicines and it already exists to treat malaria. And even though they were having success, he came out and said, well, it's, you know, it's all anecdotal. There's no, it wasn't a double blind placebo study and we can't use that and, you know, wait, you know, one, two months down the road when, when there is a approved cure, according to Dr. Fauci, his name's going to be on the patent and Bill Gates's name's going to be on the patent. Oh, please. Jeez. It's already out of patent. It's, it's been around for years, What's decades. That? The cure for... Oh yes, I'm saying that they're not going to put they're not, they're not going to put it on hydrochloroquine, whatever uh, it is that they whatever that is that they put forward to to treat the coronavirus. Pseudo hydrochloroquine. We'll have well yes, they don't want hydrochloroquine <laughs> because they don't have a patent on hydrochloroquine. They want to now, be able to patent whatever upcoming cure there is. Now I would not put that past half of the pharmaceutical companies in this country. I agree. Doesn't sound unplausible at all. Right. There's no proof, but that's not how conspiracies work. Hmm. That's, it just has to sound somewhat plausible. Yeah, that's the thing about this uh, pandemic video documentary is <laughs> that it it's really designed well. They really have um, – there's another article that's on Forbes that talks about how it's well put together. It's – the first portion of it is to establish credibility and authority to to this woman, Mikovits. Uh, yes. She uses scientific uh, – statements, but in a very general way, uh, so people can understand. It then places a whole lot of appeal on your emotion. Uh, it mm. talks about her being arrested. And when it talks about her being arrested, it shows SWAT teams going into an apartment building. Now, <sighs> SWAT wasn't involved in arresting her in any way, but it makes mm. you feel like the government is coming to crack down on this poor woman. Um, and she was in, uh, she spent four days in jail, apparently, but there was no evidence the SWAT was involved. Uh, and in the video, she makes it sound like she was in jail for a lot longer. Well, she says she was. In the video, she says, I was imprisoned on no charges for five years. What? <laughs> she said that she was imprisoned. They never charged her with anything. They just held her in prison because of work that she had done. With HIV, and she had come out with some things that Dr. Fauci did not agree with, and since he's in charge, he decides who gets funding, he decides who gets published, he decides, you know, who, who, what gets presented to the scientific community, so she was just rounded up, is hmm. her claim. What's the money angle? There's, there's gotta be a money angle, what's the money angle? For her or for for any the for who, whoever made the video, what's the what's um, the deal? It, it, it's it's back to that that cure. There is uh, there was a law passed some thirty five years ago that says when the government researches things like this, ways to cure pandemics for originally HIV and other things, is that you can now patent that research and make money off of it where you couldn't before. So that's the money angle. The money angle is whatever cure comes through for the coronavirus is going to be is going to have a patent on it and it's going to have Fauci's name on it and it's going to have Bill Gates's name on it. No, no, no. I mean the people propagating this conspiracy. Oh, the conspiracy um are they getting donations or the, do they have a Kickstarter? What's, what's Well, it? I mean I'm sure yeah, I'm I'm sure they they they're getting funding for for the movie. I'm sure that you know, she's already been discredited by the scientific community, so this will you know, she's got nothing to lose, you know, by by being the 
the the person that they want to showcase in in this, uh, which will get her, uh, you know, invited places to speak. That's that's plenty of money. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a book. I'm sure she'll have a book. Uh, she has I'm a sure. book. Oh, it, okay. It's called Plague Corruption: Restoring Faith in the Promise of Science. Mm, there's a there's a okay. wait. Is there a holy angle too? Uh, it, it says restoring faith in the promise of science. So I would suspect so. Yeah. So once again, hmm. a nice old man comes out, seems overly concerned about our health, is trying to help us, and instantly he's evil. Right. I mean, Doctor Fauci is, is in, his entire life has been dedicated to public service in the health field. His entire adult <laughs> life. I mean, and Bill Gates, since he married Melissa, his entire adult life has been dedicated to the the cure of diseases across the world. Melinda. Melinda, sorry. That's close. Our president is not allowed to run a charity in New York State anymore because he took money from it. Right. (laughs) He's the one you should trust. Right. Unbelievable. Mm. But uh, yes, it really was well produced, what I saw of it. And uh, they really really like this this lady in Plandemic. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't think there's a, there, you know, there's there's no real evidence in it to suggest that any of the things that they're saying is true. Right. You know, it just it it it's there to do its job. It it is there to to create doubt where there, you know, there's no reason to have any. I mean, you know, like like you guys were saying, you know, there's there was there's really no no evidence pointing towards doubt. But if it makes some people say, well, why why should I assume that Dr. Fauci is a good guy, or you know, why? Why is Governor Cuomo, when rebuilding New York, going to tap a software engineer to tell us how to rebuild our economy and our society in the face of a pandemic? Like, like why, why him? So then, you know, people, people act out. I just don't get it. The, the idea that, you know, he's tapping Bill Gates and Bill Gates is rich. So something has to be really amiss with that. But, but these same people seem perfectly fine in having Trump in charge. Right. Yeah, I don't know why his richness doesn't make him evil, but Bill Gates, who clearly is up to all kinds of nefarious shit, <laughs> is going to rework that school system into some kind of Nazi camp or something. Well, he just it once he is going to work in a system where when he gives you the coronavirus vaccine, he he uh you get a knock you get a chip as well as oh being that's right you the chips we're gonna get chipped every mm. you know every ten years or so I hear about the chip and we never get the chip yeah. You know what's so? Is this woman that you know of? Is this woman claiming that she actually has the cure? No. And that okay. No. But she had the AIDS cure, and they no. Oh. She did not have a cure for HIV. She she had she claimed that she had published some findings uh, that the initial approved treatment of AIDS and HIV uh, was the 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 and what she released was contrary. To what again, Doctor Fauci and mainstream medicine were pursuing, and because of the opposition she was created, she was creating, she was discredited and imprisoned, hmm. wrongfully imprisoned hmm. for five years. And Fauci had all that power, huh, to do that? <laughs> sure, hmm. I don't think that's unplausible, but I have no reason to think that it's true either. No, like her claims that that the the medical community is run by a boys club and they'll squish it down if they don't like what you have to say? Of course it is. Yeah. Everything is run that way. Well, wait a minute. What about Dr. Burke? She's a female. <laughs> That's why they had to trot her out and so she'd be like, yeah, what Trump is saying is totally factual. Well, 
again, I'm putting faith. Then she has to. I'm putting faith cry in. Cry her soul to sleep. I'm putting faith in the fact she's like, look, I'm just dancing around this edge here so I keep this job so I can save you people. I'm hoping that's it. <laughs> Losing her soul one day at a time. Right. right. Because if she's out, who's in? One of Kushner's fucking old frat brothers? Right. Probably. Yeah. Dr. No Oz? <laughs> or <laughs> or, or Dr. Drew. Dr. Yeah. Drew and Dr. Oz will tag team it. <laughs> or uh, Trump's doctor from back in New York City. Remember him? Oh, the one who said oh. that he was 7'2 and 185 yep. pounds and shredded. <laughs> yep, that one. <laughs> See, everybody keeps making fun of him, but does anybody remember when he got raided? The Secret Service raided all the fucking president's files from him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that Done a yeah a lie, or a no? Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, he ain't working for Trump anymore. <laughs> so that, well, no, to get back in the limelight, he probably would. He, he's he's has no soul left. <laughs> <laughs> what these people need to learn is that there are like, first of all, if they wanted this one to be quiet, they just fucking kill her. All right, look what they did with Epstein. Mm. All right, they didn't even like bother covering that up. <laughs> right. So to imprison her for five years and let her make a movie and write books is ridiculous. Right. But second, there are such simpler ways to fuck over people and get money. I'll tell you a little story about one Mr. Gene Roddenberry. You know who he is? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You ever heard this guy's name before? <laughs> right? Why, yes, I have. The great visionary <laughs> Gene Roddenberry, who was really actually kind of a scummy person. Back in the 60s, when he first uh, was working on Star Trek, um, he tapped this woman to write the, the song, the theme song for the uh, opening of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so she put the music down and she chord, uh, orchestrated it and everything like that and came up with the theme for Star Trek, the theme that we all know. And Gene was like, you know, I feel like this thing needs lyrics. And she was like, yeah, but th- is it going to be sung or is it just going to be the music? And he's like, I don't know yet. So Gene quickly jotted down some dumbass lyrics for the fucking song. Never heard of them. Never heard it. It's And they put it on without that just so he could get 50% of the royalties. Oh. That simple. Hmm. That's it. They're never played. Never played. I'm <laughs> sure you could go find them on the internet somewhere. The lyrics, they're awful. <laughs> but it was a smart move. It was a douchebag move. Oh, yeah. It was a douchebag move. But, again, she did, he didn't have to kill her to get the money. He didn't have right. to write a new fucking song and shit all over hers. He was just like, let me add to this. And I <clears> feel <throat> if Dr. Fauci or any of these other people who could get you thrown in jail for five years could find an easier way of getting their name on shit. Probably true. The problem is people like Martin Screlly. Is that his name, Martin Shkreli? Yes. Yeah, the farmer bro. People like him do exist. And if he could get himself, his hands on the cure for coronavirus, for COVID-19, he would absolutely sell it for $1,000 a hit. Oh, I don't, I no doubt about that. So, I mean, it, it, it becomes plausible to in the extreme is the problem. That's why people believe this shit is because right. of people Again, like Shkreli. But uh, to go through all these fucking hoops when you could just do something as shitty as Martin Shkreli and go, I just bought the company and I jacked the price up. Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was legal and nobody died. So I don't know. That's the whole, mm-hmm. I think that's the root of a lot of conspiracy theories is they take a, a base truth and completely exaggerate it. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, people like that do exist. That doesn't, that doesn't mean they're everywhere or that they're in charge or that it just means that, or that some they people would are do assholes. those things. Right. Usually the people that come up with these um, conspiracy theories are assholes themselves because they think everybody else is like them. <laughs> Look at Trump. It's, yeah. Well he's, well, he's especially bad because he always attributes his behavior to other people. So the things that he accuses other people of, you got to – Look back at him. Mm. Yeah, he, he thought Cuomo was stockpiling it. ventilators to sell them on the black market or something. Turns out he was, or his son-in-law was. <laughs> I don't know. I hear that they're raiding trucks that 
that, yeah. They, yeah, that states buy ventilators from other countries and then the government raids these trucks and then takes those ventilators and gives them to private vendors to sell? Yes. That's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, let's run this country like a business. <laughs> Free market will save us every time. <sighs> I like every part of that. I like that Trump is so <laughs> steeped in conspiracy theories, he doesn't even know what his current conspiracy theory about President Obama is. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. That was he is bad. all over the place. <laughs> Obamagate. I don't. Uh, I don't actually have an article about this, but yeah, this was a, this actually happened today. He started talking about Obamagate, and he was specifically asked, "Okay, well, the the, the reporters are like, all right, we should look into this. What what was yeah. what's the crime? What specific crime do you think he committed? Well, oh, you know, everybody knows. <laughs> you know, all you have to do is look around. You'll know. No. You can read it in any paper except for yours, right?" <laughs> <laughs> And yours and yours and oh, there's OAN. There's you can read it on their YouTube yeah. news site. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, crap. So yeah, so to, to to slightly follow this up, this was my uh, experience that I had at work the other day, and it just reminds me how, in the face of all this, how ardently people can believe in crazy nonsense. So I helped a customer, and on his way out. He says to me that he is upset with good Governor Wolf for shutting down the DMV, which made no sense. Because he did that, nurses were unable to get their cars fixed, so they couldn't get to work to help people. What? What? That's what I said. No, what I said was, would you like a bag? <laughs> And I smiled and sent him out the door. After he left, I turned to my boss and I said, have you ever taken your car to the DMV to get it worked on? I always do. Said, I don't know about you. And he, he, goes, he goes, no, no. But I think what he was trying to say is, I'm sorry, I have no idea what he was trying to say. I said, yeah, because he very clearly, if he was trying to imply that they're out of registration vehicles couldn't be driven to do essential work at the hospital, which had been fully suspended the second he closed the DMV. Right. I mean, that 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 takes almost no seconds of research, but this what? guy was just adamant. Was he that, an older gentleman? No. Hmm. I mean, not in my perspective anymore. No. But. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of hate against our governor online as well. Uh, he That he's the stupidest fucker in the world, and I can't believe he's doing this, and I'm just like, <laughs> again, a nice old man is being saying nice things and trying to take care of us, and we're all like, I'm like, what does he stand to gain from this? Right. I mean, that's always your question, but you're usually you need to you need to look into that. You have to what? Yeah, what is his angle? And his only angle is he's trying to help people because he's the fucking governor, and that's his job. Yeah, right. him tanking the economy in Pennsylvania does not help him. No. Or Governor Cuomo. That's the other thing I understand, too, is that all these people who generally do this shit, who rail against the Democratic governors who won't open up because they're trying to save lives and shit like that, are, like, real, like, oh, the government's awful. The government can't do anything right. The government's out to get you, and they're trying to make you into sheep in this and that. But somehow, and, like, is Trump the only one working against this? Like, in their favor? But he's the president, right? Well, and. And it has been for three years, so he hasn't nicked this, nixed this yet? To to their credit, he is trying to dismantle the government. 
That's true. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's he's putting the absolute worst people possible in charge of the different offices. So, and he was asked about, you know, well, why didn't you fix it? You've had three years. He goes, I've been really busy. So, yeah, it's got all those hoaxes. Yeah, yeah, the Russia hoax, and then the impeachment hoax, Ukrainian hoaxes. He is plagued by hoaxes. Yes, that he does absolutely nothing about. (laughs) I saw on Seth Meyers that on Sunday he had. Did like 127 tweets in two hours on, on Mother's Day morning. Yes, he did. Retweets a lot of them, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like to every, I don't subscribe to him anymore because I don't want to give him like, you know, um, follows on Twitter. But every once in a while, I wander, I wander into crazy land and I wandered in there over the weekend. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, it was bonkers. So I want to get back on the, uh, the misinformation stuff for a little bit. Um, there was an mm-hmm. article, courthousenews.com. Had an article. This is nothing new. During the virus outbreak in 1918, there was a horrendous amount of pseudoscientific, which I, I hate even calling it that. It's not completely lacking scientific information. <laughs> uh, like sniffing boric acid and sodium bicarbonate, baking Ooh. soda. You should rinse with baking soda to in your nasal passages. That was uh, one possible cure um it would do less damage than bleach but <laughs> strychnine and digitalis or foxglove to help circulation no no, no those are poisons <laughs> um drugs yeah. derived from iodine and uh there was one about having a clean heart where you give yourself an onion rub down in your chest area mm. Um, mm. Uh, if at you least that can't that, kill you yeah, yeah. <laughs> feel free. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is nothing new. Um, it's just it's you know it's been a hundred years. Maybe we could have evolved past this, but but we haven't. They just threw a guy in jail for posting shit on Facebook, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, we haven't evolved. <laughs> that is very yeah. true. So the White House uh, is contributing to this by completely rejecting. They refuse to release the CDC's. A uh, coronavirus opening plan. The CDC was going to issue a plan. This is a, a guidance. Here's how, what you should do in order to uh, to come out of quarantine. And uh, yeah, the White House uh, nixed it. I believe the quote was, "This will never see the light of day." Mm. That doesn't help. <laughs> what do you think was in there? It's been uh, New York Times had it mostly published. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like you have to see your numbers coming down for two weeks, and like it's it's com- it's not common sense, but it's you read it and go, oh, well that that all makes sense. Yeah, it's there. Why? I mean, it, yeah, it's a four page guidance. Um, child care programs. Um, I, I think they only got part of it, maybe, but schools and day camps, stuff like that. Well, at least our government isn't coming out and saying you need to inject yourself with bear bile. Hmm. Mm. That- Ooh, let me guess. China? Yeah. The new one out of China. They are taking bears and milking them for bile? I don't think I want to know what that involves. Well, that yeah, that's a thing for bears already in China, yeah. unfortunately. Well, apparently now the – and this was a government-sponsored message that uh, <sighs> uh, that it could help with the virus. So, sorry, bears in China. Sounds like a bad mm. time to, to be you. I heard China's having a flare-up again. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're locked down that. Wuhan again. 
Um, there's a whole bunch of different uh, listed on the ICIJ.org. I don't remember what that is. I know I looked it up at one point. International Consortium of Investigative Journalists. There's an article about different things, different uh, uh completely false propaganda going out. Avagan, which I hadn't actually heard until I read this article, but it's produced by Japanese company Fujifilm, being embraced by several governments despite any evidence that it actually works. Chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine, uh, obviously, in the U.S., it's it's obvious. Um, antibody tests, which you think, okay, well, how is that bad? Because, you know, you're getting a test for antibody. Well... Apparently, there's a whole lot of approved products to uh, be used as antibody tests that uh, have a solid 20% reliability. Not mm. not entirely helpful. But uh, in Brazil, the president has said that he, well, he has ordered the government to fumigate the country with smoke <laughs> from a burning herb called harmala. <laughs> he says that will destroy the virus. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's crazty all over the world. Yeah, but it, it is. It's consistent across the world. I mean, the the, the the so-called cures are different, but it's giving people hope when there isn't any. So it quiets the masses. That's what hydrochloroquine did for a while for a big chunk of the country. Yeah, I suppose that's true. <laughs> Jeff said, "Boy, would my face be red if that worked." Well, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I I would come on this podcast and put a complete and total apology together. Uh, I don't think I'm going to have to do that. No. Not surprisingly, uh, Republicans are more likely than Democrats to refuse to get the vaccine when it comes out. They said, twenty, according to a poll, 20% of Republicans polled said that they would not get the vaccine for COVID-19 when it came out. What? Why? That's insane. Anti-vax. That's all I got. I don't have any idea why else. And yeah. Surprisingly enough, though, 7% of Democrats said the same thing. Hmm. Well, but I guess it shouldn't be that surprising. We've discussed before the anti-vax stuff does really cross the you know party lines as far as that goes. Sure. Um, another thing that I, I – Elon Musk again. I, I don't know what's going on with him. Um, <laughs> He has now defied the order, uh, California's shelter-in-place order, and has opened up uh, the factory to make more Teslas. Uh, he put out a tweet that said, if you're going to arrest anybody, I ask that it only be me, which, uh, all right, I'll give him that. But, yeah. I mean, we talked okay. about him last week a little bit, so I just thought I would include it this, this week. He's kind of, yeah, escalating a little bit here, so. Well, he's putting all his workers at risk. Because yeah. bottom line is Elon Musk is not fucking Tony Stark. <laughs> he does right. not he does not care about people because I think he probably has no empathy. Bottom line, he's a fucking businessman. Well, I, I think he's you know borderline personality, genius engineer type. I mean, he's a he's you know he's a bit quirky as they say. <laughs> well, now he's now people are dying because of his quirks or could die. Yeah, I mean we don't know what the situation is inside of his um, plant. I mean he might you know. Have it set up in a way that makes has good safety, but it's still all right. If you have that, talk to the governor and talk to your local representatives. They should be able to sort through that. I mean, if it, if it is truly a safe place to work, they'll probably give you an exception. And given the fact of his previous tweets about mm. how the coronavirus isn't real, um, yeah, I don't yeah. really expect too much at this point. True. 
Well, Daphne you named be- his kid X Ash A twelve. So, but that's the thing is, do you actually believe that he believes that the coronavirus isn't real, or does he just want m- more money? Is he single minded about changing the world? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if it's, if it's money <laughs> with him though. That's a thing. He has. If he was out to make more money, he would have patented all of the in- innovations that Tesla has made, and he hasn't. He's made them all publicly available. So, I, I, yeah, I, I would give you he's a bit of a messiah complex, and yes. he wants to, you know, quote, save the world, which is again the reason why he would have made all of those patents public. But why not adhere to this lockdown? I don't understand. It interferes with his ma- master plan for he's, a couple months. Yeah. What do you think, Ian? Mm. <laughs> I, think, I think maybe a, a couple of months is enough to uh, to hurt for you know a new company like Tesla. Well, you just told me you didn't care about the money. Yeah, but if the if the right, he cares about his company. I don't think he cares about the but he doesn't care about money because he's always had it. Right, mm. he doesn't know what it means to be poor. He doesn't Very give true. a shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, if like his his company gives him status and his company gives him power, and that will uh, you know. He can parlay that into, you know, I don't know, more SpaceX explosions or whatever he's into these days. Flamethrowers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He seems crazy. I don't know. But he's he also seems super smart. Maybe we can get him to spearhead a coronavirus plan team with Bill Gates. The two of them can work together. It doesn't involve electric cars or, you know, changing the world. <laughs> so probably he won't be interested. <laughs> yeah, why, it isn't nice. nice. <laughs> why isn't there any conspiracy theories about this nutbag? I'm sure there because are. He's, just he's, in the, he's, he's pro conspiracy <laughs> theory. Right. <laughs> That's a good point. Mm. Did you hear that in Ohio they set up a website where you can out other workers who refuse to go to work because of the virus? Wow. Mm. That's what I want. <laughs> mm. I could be. Hold on. Want- Let me just check. It wouldn't yeah, surprise so- me too much. No. And if. if- it's things like that that, uh. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. From uh. it's from the Intercept. Ohio government invites employers to secretly report work refusal due to coronavirus. Huh. Well, what if you're what if you're in the you know the at risk category? Are you are you the uh, then allowed to stay home? I don't know. So wait, they're going after you if you refuse to go to work? Yeah, because of the coronavirus. They don't yeah. want to give you unemployment because they're probably reopening soon. Because uh, didn't right. And it's I, unemployment fraud is what they're going right. after. Well, that's what they'll yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it does I do have an article that uh from 538.com that talks about how Americans didn't wait to be told to stay at home. Um things were starting to shut down anyway. People were staying at home. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh businesses uh, a lot of business was slumping off um even before the stay at home orders came out. So it's suspected that a lot of uh, people won't go back to work just because they're being told to. Right. Uh, well, you know, I did it about a week, a week and a half before I think we were told to do it. Um, I remember yelling at my job because they wanted me to come in and work the phones. And I was like, I'm not setting foot in that office. Mm. You're crazy. Mm. Oh, yeah, but you got it. And I'm like, no, I don't. And I'm not gonna. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then about a week and a half late, I remember I, uh, I didn't go to lunch with the boys. We go over Sunday. And I was like, I'm not going this week. And then the next week, it was all shut down. Hopefully, your employer goes, huh, maybe Jared was onto something ahead of schedule. <laughs> I doubt it. My boss has been yeah. in the office every day since the lockdown by himself. Mm. 
Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't feel like I'm going to go like if they're going to give me the all clear that I'm going to go right straight back to the office or not. Well, the mask doesn't protect me, so I don't even know if I'm going to wear the mask anymore or not. But you have to protect others from you. Yeah, but if nobody else is wearing the mask, then then what am I? The only person? I don't know. I don't know. Set the example. I can't sit in that office with that fucking mask on, though. I'll wear the mask out and go in the stores, which is fine. But whenever I breathe out, my glasses fog up. I can't sit in an office for eight hours doing that. Yeah, really, the office <laughs> needs to make sure that, you know, you keep distances, that you don't congregate in public areas, that you don't share areas that much. Mm. My girlfriend's job told her, you are not, nobody in this company is going back to work till September 1st. Bang. Flat. Across the board. What? I think, um, was it Twitter, I think, just told it all their software Twitter engineers? That they can work from home forever? Yeah. yeah. Forever. He said, he, Jack said, even if the coronavirus pandemic ends, you can just keep working from home. And he said the same thing that, that Jared had said. He said that the office is closed until September and that all in-person events are canceled for the remainder of the year. I mean, that's a different format. Twitter, Twitter has, you know, obviously the ability to work mm-hmm. remotely more easily than, than a lot of, uh, you know, companies. But sure. I like I like that he's taking the time to do such things. Yeah. I mean, and I am in a rare position where, because I know my boss, if when they give the okay, that he will be like, okay, game on. Even though real estate in Pennsylvania is in a weird fluctuating place right now. Because mm-hmm. I remember them asking Wolf, they're like, well, why are these things open, but real estate's not? And they're like, well, we don't want people congregating. I can theoretically do my job and really never be near a person. If they want to transfer calls to me, they could buy the program to do it. If I want to show a house, I could go to the house 15 minutes before you get there, open it up, and sit outside. Right. Mm. And wait for you to come. If you want to answer me your questions, you can stand six feet away from me and ask, ask the questions. Exactly. Everything yeah. else can be electronic. I mean, I can do it, and I probably will have to do it, and that is the way I'm going to do it. Sure. If you can, why wouldn't you? Yeah. But, you know, I'm not everybody's, I don't know. Trampling on my freedom to fucking hold people's hands through houses. I don't know why anybody wouldn't do it, but I'm sure people will. Right. Have you thought about? I mean, this is kind of an aside, but have you thought about the um, the fact that since you're not in a, a major city, but in a nice little small town, that um, you're probably going to have a lot of city folk moving your way? Oh yeah, it's already been brought up. Where a friend of mine was even like, "Dude, you want me to?" He wanted me to kick back him for sending me clients. <laughs> I was like, well, one, it's illegal, but I'm like, you know, if you send people my way and I take you out to a fancy dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Buy you a bottle of wine. Yeah. Whatever, you know. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about that because th- the same thing happened in 9-11. Like people just got the fuck out of the city. They moved to the Hamptons. They jer- they turned Jersey City into an actual city. Sure. Mm. It was a shithole prior to 9-11. <laughs> now, now it's like a little mini Hoboken. Now, because, you know, going across the river is not going to save you from a virus. Yeah, people were coming down here. Front platers, they called them. We don't want mm-hmm. no front platers up here. <laughs> Throwing a fit. <laughs> but yeah. For those I- of you that are not in Pennsylvania, we don't have front uh, license plates in Pennsylvania. So we can, we can spot the out-of-towners quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I mean, hopefully I'll do good. We'll see. Well, I think that a lot, a lot of people are going to be working from home on a more permanent basis. So you don't need to live. All you need is internet. That's it. You can live anywhere as long as you got decent internet. You're good to go. Yeah, another friend of ours, a mutual friend of all of ours, uh, was telling me that he brought it up to his bosses. Like, so now we're going to see who can work at home and who can't. And uh, they're already going to be implementing some changes at his workplace 
due to this. Uh, I don't think there's for overnights, people are not going to have to be in the office. They'll be able to work from home, you know, shit like that. Like, hmm. you know, shit's still working. Like, my girlfriend works in insurance. That fine. There hasn't been everything's done through phone and electronic signatures. Yeah. The, yeah. the university we work for sent out a survey, um, well, a few surveys, but the first one of the first ones asked, how are you doing? How, you know, they wanted it. It was a survey a completely, it could be anonymous or you could put your name on it. And it was like a survey of how are you doing? How are you holding up? How is working from home working for you? And do you, do you like it? And because of these surveys, they have actually spawned off part of the HR has spawned off a committee because they got so much feedback of, hey, this really works for me. Can we do this more? So they're actually spending time looking at that, at having people work from home more. So, yeah. And it, it also makes it it's safer for the people that can't do their jobs remotely. Yeah. If there's a, you know, 70% of the people or 60% of the people are no longer working on campus, the people that who have jobs that necessitate them being there, they're also safer because of it. So it, it really works for everybody to and, do it this way. And not just from COVID-19. I was having yeah. issues with people coming into the office sick, but even before mm. this hit. So Yeah, I do remember a, a, a couple – like about a month prior to all this, I was was not feeling well. And I came into the office and they were like, what the hell are you doing? Get out of here. And I was like, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm no Howie Mandel about the thing, but, you know, keep your germs away from me. Yeah. Um, so I did want to mention that uh, a Jewish community in Missouri, I think this is very interesting. They are filing a faith request um, saying that the that they filed a lawsuit saying that they sh- should be allowed to vote from home. Absentee ballot, mail-in ballot. They say that it, according to their religion – Saving people's lives is a key part of our religion. You forcing me to go out when there's COVID-19 out there is putting people's lives at risk, and that is therefore against my religious beliefs and is (laughs) unacceptable. Nice. So it's a deeply held religious belief that they should help save people's lives. So they're they're trying to force mail-in ballots. Didn't didn't the state just say everything's signed an executive order? Said, all right, it's all done by mail now. Is it California? I don't remember where it was. I don't but remember one of the bigger states. That, but- yeah, one of the states just said, all right, that's it. Executive order. All voting is by mail now. Done. You can go if you want. It was California. Yeah, good you, luck you with that go when the uh, Trump administration like, but- shuts down the Postal Service. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't have anything about the Postal Service. If you want to learn more about what's going on with the Postal Service, you should go uh, watch or listen to John Oliver this last week, mm. uh, last week tonight, because he goes into all the details. The other things going on with COVID-19, there's an article on Vox that is uh, entirely depressing, but I thought I would give it a mention here. Routine vaccinations are falling by the wayside. People are afraid to go out because of the virus or... Because of uh, anti-vax, you know, propaganda that is more sprung up. See, I was of the opinion that this vaccine would make the anti-vax people kind of go away because mm. everybody is dying. No, the the hoax has caused it to flare up even more, it seems. Internet won't let it die. Yeah. No. Uh, people are avoiding going to the doctor even for heart problems or stroke-related issues. That That's problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, elective procedures are being skipped, which generally you're, you know, I was like, eh, okay, but that includes cancer surgeries and organ transplants being postponed. Uh, yeah, those are way more dangerous than, you know, getting a facelift. 
Uh, it's quite possible, we mentioned this before, that there will be a large portion of the world, up to three dozen countries, that are going to have hunger problems, uh, food shortages. Mm. The risk of bacterial pandemic is growing, which at first I'm, I didn't understand this at all, but apparently people have been taking antibiotics to try and not get the COVID virus. Hmm. Um, antibiotics don't affect viruses. They only affect bacteria. So that's a waste and you're making, you're making your system, uh, and, and the other things that, you know, the antibiotics can affect, they're, they're going to be resistant if we overuse them. So that's probably bad. Mm. And unfortunately, vulnerable populations are getting hit way harder than other groups. Not to mention the animals that are being euthanized because they can't get them to market. So originally we had talked about COVID-19 and how there was going to be outlying problems that weren't even, you know, we hadn't even thought about. There you go. There's an article that tells you a lot of the upcoming problems, uh, the fallout due to uh, this pandemic. By the way, really vaguely mentions toward the end that many of these items were in the Obama administration, what to expect from a pandemic book that was put out that was then thrown away by the Trump administration. Should have never put Obama's name on it. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. Well, I mean, he just, uh, Obama didn't come up with it entirely. It's no. just, it was just the, the next evolution of the thing that people, the presidents have been putting together since 1918. <laughs> yeah, right. but he, had, he did something in it, so therefore it's got to sure. go. Yeah, I mean, it, it's supposed to be updated and and reviewed and modernized, you know, every year, every couple of years. It's just the last three years, it was chucked away. So they're going to have to do a certain amount of starting over again when we get rid of this chucklehead. Um, a thing I wanted to give a shout out for a Pennsylvania company, the Braskin Factory. They make masks and uh, I think just masks, but maybe other PPE. Uh, they made national news uh, this last couple of weeks after dozens of workers actually lived in the factory so that mm. they could ensure that they were virus-free and that the uh, the production wasn't contaminated. They also, the reason they made my news, uh, Washington Post reports that they have, quote-unquote, postponed the White House visit. Trump wanted to come and visit them for their incredible work because they you know lived in the factory for, for a month. Um, and they said, yeah, that's great. How about you not come here and contaminate all our stuff either since you don't <laughs> wear a mask? He wears goggles, nice. though. Yeah, right. That'll help. All the virus shooting out of his eyeballs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's good on them. Uh, they, now, it is postponed, but I think it was postponed until, you know, they don't need to make masks 24-7. So. Yeah, Jeff brings up a great point, too. Also, because everybody in the White House is getting it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. not everybody, but. Yeah, we can it's hope. Just, it's just today, maybe yesterday, that they're starting to wear masks in inside the west wing that's crazy i they i think they to a certain amount actually believe the rhetoric so right now everybody must wear a mask except trump he still doesn't wear one <laughs> so what's the what's the tally at the moment it's um stephen miller's wife which i was the most shocking thing about to me when i heard that was that he was married yeah just oh, recently yeah, yeah oh, like a couple oh, months God. ago is she a fox x fox news host uh, something like that yeah I, I don't know where she was previously. So some, I, form, I some former 90s goth girl who wants to marry a vampire. <laughs> <laughs>
Zing! <laughs> We're at uh, Ivanka's personal assistant who has been working from home for a while. And what was the other one? Trump's valet and Pence, Trump's valet. And Pence's assistant got it. That, that's um, Stephen Miller's wife. Oh, God. Yeah. What an incestuous little operation they have right. out there. Right. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I should have brought this up when um, we were talking about the pandemic, but I had completely forgotten about it. A woman has come forward and said that she was going to be paid to say that Anthony Fauci sexually assaulted her. Mm. <laughs> So I, I don't know these people at all. I barely know this story. But Jacob Wool and Jack Berkman, she says that they came to her and asked her to do this and also asked if there was anybody else oh, she knew. Jacob Wool, I love this guy. Yeah. He's the best. <laughs> this is like the fifth one or the sixth one. He's, he had the one that uh, was that he paid off to talk about Mueller, remember? Oh, yeah. that's okay. I didn't know that was the same person. Okay. Yeah. Senator Warren, too. Yeah. Thank you, Grinch. <laughs> oh, that's right. That Elizabeth Warren was into S&M and was beating the guy with a dildo or... Yeah. Man. How is this guy still around? What is going on? Yeah. How can you do this and still be able to do this? <laughs> and still be not in jail. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, this is multiple times that he that he has been caught doing this. So how how is that not illegal? I don't know. It certainly should be. Yeah. I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this, but... I mm-hmm. am starting to feel like this Tara Reid thing with Joe Biden is not real. Am I yeah. crazy? No. I, I don't know. You mean to that it's uh, totally made up, kind of like this Anthony Fauci thing is? Well, I don't know. Maybe blown out of proportion? Yes. I don't know. Here's the thing. She did her first and only interview with Megyn Kelly. Right. Which right. I was like, but again, someone could say, and again, I don't know how true this is, that none of the other networks are really talking about the Biden case. Um, I don't know how oh, true no. that-, that would be a huge scoop. That would get them massive ratings. Right. So, I don't know. I don't buy that argument. Then I heard something, too, that, like, she changed her report, and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to, I, uh, who was, Bill Maher had said that she heard there were tons of flaws in her story. She's been changing her story. I did not spend any time researching that. I'm, I'm very curious. Yeah, you're how, right. That's where I heard it, too, yeah. I'm very curious how accurate that is, um, where he didn't say where he got that information from. Hmm. Now, granted, yeah. you know, people have used younger, like, well, how is this any different than, what's his name? Uh Supreme Court frat boy. Uh, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. You know, and I am and I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, well, I mean, Kavanaugh, like, not to say that he was keeping a low profile, but he certainly wasn't in the national spotlight till then. I'm like, Joe Biden's been in the national spotlight for a long time. You know, why I, well, now? Why right. months now would you do this? I mean. Well, I'm curious why now and why not in October? That's the one that's, thing that I find curious. That's the other thing, too. I'm like, yeah, October would have been the perfect time to bust the story out. Sure. No opportunity to, you know, to do any research. It was just a right. giant story that did hit the fan. So the the timing of the whole thing is just weird. Yeah, I'm so all, I'm so all over the place on this. I, I, I'm i just waiting to see what comes out of it. Because, I mean, if, if we're going to, there'll be investigations and we'll find out. Wait and see. Yeah, but then I heard like, uh, and again, this is in, more in Joe Biden's favor, is that I guess he's got personal records or something in a, in a library in Delaware. And the the news was like, well, we want to see the files. And he's like, well, that file, the, the specific file you're looking for is not kept in this place. 
And they're like, well, we want to see the files anyway. And he's like, I'm not giving you these fucking files, all these, <laughs> so you can root through all this shit. And everyone's like, well, now we want to see them. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I'm still voting for him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, even if it is true, there's nothing in that that is going to stop me from voting for the person who I think was the most likely to be Trump. Mm. The thing is, it's so, I mean, yeah, he's a a, a touchy-feely old man, but that is way different than what he's being accused of. It's just weird. I know. I'm just hoping this this does become Hillary's emails. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I would not put it past Trump to trot this woman out during a friggin' uh, debate. Debate? Yeah. yeah but no doubt. Oh, no, yeah, doubt. no doubt. But it, no talk doubt about, this will work. But it, talk about living in a glass, throwing stones in a glass house. Holy crap. The number of people that have accused him of things, the number that he is, he has admitted on tape to what he's accusing Biden of. True. Which I yeah. find a curious coincidence. That was, that was just locker room talk, though. Mm-hmm. Lucky for, I was going to say, lucky for him, his house is not made out of glass. <laughs> not one single supporter of Donald Trump gives a shit how many people he's raped. Oh, Couldn't agreed. Couldn't care less. The 30% are solid. Not budging them. Agreed. But I, I, I think other people will look at this and go, eh. I would say, Ian, that if this pandemic wasn't going on, this would be a bigger deal. But it's not. Sure. I don't feel like it's that big of a deal. Like, everyone's like, yeah, we got to report it, but... Eh. What are you going to do? <laughs> what, I mean, seriously, in the end, what can you do? Right. You know, you either believe him or you don't believe him, or you believe her and you don't believe him. I right. mean, Well, I do want to do a little bit more digging into whether or not uh, what Maher said is accurate. Yeah. He's been going off the deep end in a couple of different categories, so I don't initially yeah. just buy everything he's selling. But he, uh, that poor guy, that poor man is losing his brain. Yeah. Being kinda. alone in that bit. house. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt if Bill Maher got married after this, after all his ranting and raving about not getting married and shit like that. Like, he's going to be like, if I ever have to go on lockdown again, I need someone here. Because he's a party guy. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And he's been alone. (laughs) This is the easiest lockdown I've ever gone through. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking play video games with my friends to the wee hours of night, hang out with my girlfriend, watch (laughs) movies and shit. I watch more musicals this friggin' (laughs) lockdown than ever in my life. (laughs) And I hate musicals. Grinch, I'm going to find out where you are after the lockdown and punch you in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Better yet, Grinch, when Ian throws another Jackbox party and you're invited, all my responses are going to be about you. (laughs) That's what No longer longer my internet girlfriend. She's my real life girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Who I haven't seen in person yet. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Sweet. Grinch, do you want to play some internet chat? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me, uh, so I need to hit this one because I mentioned it in the beginning. Uh, in Italy, there's a ton of confirmed cases, over 210,000 confirmed cases, 29,000 deaths because of uh, the, the coronavirus. So some churches have come up with the idea of takeout communion. <laughs> so they would wrap up individual ra- wafers in a plastic bag and leave it on the shelves for the parishioners to take as needed. And uh, apparently that's not going over very well with a few, uh, well, specifically a cardinal, Cardinal Robert Sarah of Ghana. He says, absolutely not possible. God deserves respect. You can't put him in a bag. <laughs> He will suffocate in there. <laughs> we are not at the supermarket. This is total madness. 
No, sir. The fact that you believe that saying some Latin words over a wafer turns that wafer into the flesh of your Messiah, that is madness. Mm. <laughs> of your dead Messiah that then you then consume? Yes. <laughs> You're gross. Yeah. Shame on you. <laughs> anyway, no one puts Jesus in a bag. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> wow. Uh, we are not alone in the whole conspiracy bullshit. Uh, in the UK, 77 cell phone towers have been set on fire due to the 5G conspiracy theory. 77 towers. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> no, I know. You know what? I'm back on board. I want to be Elon Musk's best friend so when he builds that <laughs> fucking rocket, I can get off this planet. <laughs> That's a good question, Jeff. How many communions do you have to go to before you've eaten the equivalent of one Jesus? <laughs> I think you should ask that of a priest. I'm sure it's a matter of a simple weight ratio you can figure mm. out. Uh, back over to Cardinal Pell. Um, I'm yeah. not going into the details on Cardinal Pell again. He was accused of sexual abuse. He was found guilty, and then the court overturned it. It is now a fact, public knowledge, that he was aware of children being sexually abused within his archdiocese by a notorious pedophile priest, which I don't know how you become a notorious pedophile. <laughs> you got to work hard at it. Uh, right? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, apparently you do. He had uh, more than 130 kids, hundreds of probable assaults. Wow. And apparently Pell was aware of it. The, the article is on The Guardian is reporting that uh, uh, evidence has come out that there, was, there were things written down about this guy. And so Pell knew that it was going on and covered it up. So Surprise! In case you thought, mm -hmm. oh, well, he was the, it was overturned. He's not guilty. He's a good guy. No, he's not. First, he's Catholic and a priest. <laughs> and then there's this. In Ireland, uh, there's a report on the resolution of a case in a primary school because they were giving – the school was giving out-of-homework passes. So you could just skip your homework and get a, an A on your homework assignment as long as you participated in the communion choir ceremony. Yeah. So – the uh, Catholic, the Irish Catholics were trying to make advances forward, but the actual Irish Catholics are trying to uh, put the brakes on that advancement. Well, they're making progress in Ireland, they so are. hopefully they, they will continue and stop this. <laughs> yeah. And the ruling was that the school did, did discriminate, so that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely is good. So I have a question. Mm -mm. If you haven't read the, the upcoming article, how much money... Would you expect to pay to get a lifetime membership, a pass for the Ark Encounter in Kentucky? <laughs> lifetime pass. Uh, a lifetime, lifetime pass. How much is I need? I would need to know how much one admission. All right, that's is. fair enough. That's that one. is in this article. So, um, if you go for if, if you're a family of four with two yes. teenagers, it would be yes. about a hundred fifty dollars. That's wow, that okay. is very low. So it's a it's a hundred thirty dollars for the same side or same family to visit the Creation Museum. So I think this is a lifetime pass for both. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. Lifetime pass four ninety nine. 
I, I, do, I was just to say 500 bucks. All right. <laughs> that, that would make sense. An individual pass is $2,000. Well, <laughs> my heart. And a family pass is $3,000. I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> what could you, first of all, what could you possibly need to keep going back to this place for the rest of your fucking life? Right. So the estimate is that a family of four would have to visit at least 18 times to make the cost worthwhile. And it's to a museum that never changes. Mm. People are weird, though. People will go to the same places over and over and over again. I mean, there are people that go to on vacation to the same town, if not same, you know, condominium every year. Yeah, that's how timeshares work. Well, that, that's yeah, and that's why timeshares work. So this kind of thing would certainly be possible if this is your thing. People will do it, and they'll do the math and go, "Man, that's a pretty good deal." But. The Ark Encounter cannot be a whole day excursion like Disney World. No. It's got to be, what, an hour tops? And that's if you linger in the gift shop? <laughs> I'd imagine maybe <laughs> two, two and a half. Like, if you were really interested in stopping and read everything, maybe. I, I mean, I've never been there. I, I don't hmm. want to give never them any intended. money. But. Yeah. <laughs> but if you could spend, you know, two hours every Saturday there. Where go is there it? for for lunch on every Saturday, you know. Well, where is this place again? It's in Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, it's in Kentucky. Okay, <laughs> I might be going right through there at one yeah. time. <laughs> I would stop and see if I would do a remote for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to try to get free tickets though. You need to get uh, like a press pass or something. Oh my god, Just run a Patreon thing and they'll pay for it. There you go. <laughs> No, but you don't want to give them money. That's the point. I mean, yeah, you, you need to somehow not give them any money. <laughs> oh, apparently there's one day a year it's free. Oh, well, I oh, can't guarantee that. Yeah, I can't guarantee I'll be there on the day it's free. But mm. I mean, how, how how much is it per single person? I don't. I don't really know. The article didn't say. Um, and I think their prices are a little disguised. Like if you go and try and do the the. Boarding pass is what they're calling it. Um, there's no price on on the page. So you have to send them an email or something to say, what? hey, I'm interested in this. And then, wow. then you find out that it's, you know, $2,000 for an individual. So they said it's $150 for a family of four. So maybe like, I don't know, 40, 50 bucks each. And then the teenagers get a discount. And I got to be honest with you. I, I think I might give them 50 bucks just for the lulls. <laughs> <laughs> of, of me shooting a video in there and laughing at everything. Now, they're also going to charge you, you know, five to ten bucks for parking. Um, mm. There's tax on top of that. So another, you know, 11, 12 bucks. Well, that yeah. was for a family of four. Right. Well, a parking is for, for car. So. Yeah, that, that'll cost the same. Yeah. <sighs> oh, man. I, I thought this would be like ten bucks where you go like through like the, you know, the, uh, one of those caverns that you can go to in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Well, there's a couple of different Indian caverns. There's a couple of them. Yeah, something like that where you just walk through it and give them 15 bucks. By the way, give, leave no, it I, to Jeff. Uh, if you're 11 to 17 are 25 bucks, seniors are 40, and adults are 50. So there you go. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> Final thing I've got is, again, Trump's spiritual advisor, Paula White, makes a show, makes it onto our show. Ugh. She's nuts. So there's an a entertaining video person. if you want to watch it. Uh, after we're done recording here, uh, it's linked on the Friendly Atheist website. And he even says, I cannot transcribe this since it's just word vomit. <laughs> uh, she starts talking about the biblical Deborah 
And she's talking about bees and queen bees and bees being like Deborah and how the queen bee, when she's ready to mate, starts vibrating her wings and does a special dance. And she mimics this dance on stage while she's giving her speech. <laughs> oh, she's drunk on money. <laughs> she's drunk on <laughs> something. Drunk, drunk, drunk on the power, man. Wow. Yeah. Um, she's flapping her arms around, talking about bees and Deborah, and it is just it. Who's Deborah? The, in the Bible. Oh, that. Well, who's Deborah in the Bible? Oh, the beautiful yeah. Deborah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Deborah. I don't know what the rest of her <laughs> sermon was about. She was some sort of prophetess. I, I really don't know. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't remember Deborah. Prophetess of the God of the Israelites, the fourth judge of. Pre-monarchic Israel, and the only female judge mentioned in the Bible. There you go. All right, there you go. But um, you should take a look at this video because her flapping her arms is just—it's something to see. <laughs> and and she works. I I did watch it once, and she's she works in the fact that she was standing on the White House grounds with the president and the vice president, and so she works in her own like boosting herself how important she is, which had nothing to do with anything she was saying. Except that she was willing to proclaim the name of Jesus in front of the White House. Uh, hmm. In any she case, it's got some afterwards. entertainment value. I've got it on mute right now, and it's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> bees. What does bees have to do with anything? Murder hornets? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. That was my entertainment for the week. Uh, anybody got anything else? No. Negative. All righty. Yet. Well, then that's all we've got for this week. Um, I'll start by saying I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast and for those of you who could join us tonight. Especially appreciate the feedback, corrections, and Googling that you guys do. Uh, If you enjoy the podcast, you could come and join us too. Go to our Patreon page and sign up. Uh, If you can't do that, you can still share the podcast on social media or leave a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you happen to listen. Uh, again, if you want to contact us, facebook.com slash profanearg or tweet at profanearg. Also, please check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network, <clears throat> if my voice works, soon-to-be-named network, which you can find at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. Uh, all sorts of shows, podcasts for your listening needs. Again, thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. 